Merry Christmas and welcome to the Retreat House Podcast. I'm your host, Angie Smith. It's Advent and it's time to prepare for Christmas. So over the next four weeks, we will talk about the different topics of Advent. Peace, hope, joy, and love. I hope you'll join us and we can all prepare for Christmas together. Merry Christmas and welcome to the Retreat House Table. This week for Advent, we are talking about Advent joy. And I have well, I have asked Jan Bros, Pastor Jan Bros, to join me at the table today to talk about joy. And just before we were recording, I was telling her, since I started Retreat House Podcast, I wanted to have her on. She's the pastor of Abbey Way Covenant Church, and it's... Uh, Based on Benedict, it's based on the rule of Saint Benedict. And when I started Retreat House, it was uh, that's what I was looking toward: is welcoming the stranger and recognizing that all are created in God's image and offering hospitality. So I've wanted to have her on the podcast since I started. So Jan, welcome! I am so glad you're here. I'm glad to be here too. (laughs) (laughs) Is there anything else that you want to tell us about yourself? Well, I'm. I'm a mom. I'm a grandma. I love art and beauty. Mm. Advent is my favorite church season. So oh, I, I didn't know that. Yeah, so I'm glad to be here to talk about a little piece of it. Nice. I had. Do you know Judy Haugen? Mm-hmm. I had her on uh, a couple of weeks ago, and we talked about the theology of beauty. Uh-huh. When you said beauty, that's, yeah. I had never considered yeah. that, and now I can't. It's been churning in my mind yeah. ever since. Yeah, yeah. So good. She's a good person to talk to about that. <laughs> she is. I mean, there was a little. I got a little lost in the conversation because I because I had never considered it. Uh huh. And she was so much farther down the yeah, path. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. She's been working with the concept for a long time. Right. Yeah. yeah. So good. So today we're going to talk about Advent joy. Joy. Yes. And when I I gave you the option of you know which yeah. Which words you wanted to talk about, and you picked joy. I did. So why? Why? Why, why? did I pick joy? Mm-hmm. You know, um, Abby Way this fall has been going through the book of Ecclesiastes, and one of the things that we were discovering together is the tension um, that's woven throughout the whole book of holding both sorrow and joy mm-hmm. as part of life. You know, it's the it's the Ecclesiastes three. You know. It, to everything, turn, 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 mm-hmm. if you want a song to remember that by, but that all, all parts are part of life. Mm-hmm. And I recognized as I was teaching, I think it was maybe Ecclesiastes 7, that um, we were talking, I'm, I'm really good at sorrow. Mm. I'm really good at suffering. I'm a four on the Enneagram. So <laughs> let's go into the darkness together. Mm-hmm. And I'm really familiar with that. And very willing um, to go there. But we were talking about the tension, and, you know, we spent three months in the book, and that's a long time to hold a tension between all these ups and downs and all that sort of thing. And there was, we were, uh, I was preaching and preparing and recognized as um, we were hitting kind of midway through Ecclesiastes that I, I actually was, I was owning my, willing to go to the suffering, dark, death mm-hmm. place. But the joy place was something that I was um, 
more reluctant to. And I was like, hmm. God, why is that? And then I was um, listening to Jonathan Merritt's book, How to Speak God from Scratch. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, so, so good. good. Isn't it so good? It's so good. And so in one of his chapters, he he talks about dopamine. Can I read this quote? Yes, go ahead. Because this, is, this really kind of triggered something really deep for me. Mm-hmm. And so this is what he says. Here is how it works. Your brain generates expectations about the future. Often these expectations are based on what you want. Something you perceive as good has happened in the past, so you begin to predict it will happen in the future. Before it even happens, your dopamine levels begin to rise in response to your expectations. So he's Mm -hmm. talking about this managing of expectation. Mm -hmm. You feel the rush of anticipation. Then when that good thing actually occurs, you get a double shot of dopamine. Mm. So he goes on. But here's the rub. Life doesn't always give us what we expect. People fail us. People hurt us. People lay us on the altars of their own selfishness. When you don't get the desired result, you experience what researchers call a reward prediction error. Mm. Not only do your dopamine levels fall, they plummet from the heightened level generated by your expectations. And I went, oh, my gosh, I've been managing joy for most of my life. Mm. You know, I... Mm -hmm. I'm I am okay with the suffering, but I also know I can go way down into the suffering and it takes me a long time to get back up. Mm-hmm. So if I can manage joy, then I won't go so high. Right. I won't go so high. So then the low wouldn't feel as low. As low. Mm-hmm. And I was like, God, this has to change. Like I, I it was really a for me a come to Jesus moment mm-hmm. of I I think I'm missing on part of life. Mm. And so then when you called and said, hey, do you want to talk about joy? I went, yes, <laughs> I do. Because I think I'm just beginning to open my heart and my hands mm-hmm. to what joy is. And I, I mean, as I was thinking about it, I have some particular stories that I that are connected to joy, my experience of joy, especially when it comes to Advent. I'm like, Advent joy, What what is it that is about the story that is being told during the during the season of Advent that is about joy. Mm-hmm. And in the third week, which is the joy week, in mm-hmm. you know, some churches and people have the different weeks, it is the story of the Annunciation. And that's that to me, the Magnificat, the mm-hmm. when Mary meets, you know, the angel comes and mm-hmm. says, you know, you're gonna have you're gonna bear a son and mm-hmm. he's gonna be the Messiah. And so I for all my life, here I will admit my joyless heart, <laughs> not totally joyless, mm-hmm. but you know, not embracing. I have surrounded myself with the story of the Annunciation. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my gosh. You know, it was almost like God has been going, hello, 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 hello. <laughs> and so, yes, so I come today wanting that joy for myself. And I think the story of Advent really um, create some opportunities for us, not only to experience that longing desire for how Jesus comes to us mm-hmm. today, but also that place of joy. Mm-hmm. I love that. I'm a seven on the Enneagram. Oh, you know joy. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, so pain is something I run from. Yeah. But part of my story is in four years, I had 12 losses. Mm-hmm. Some of it was miscarriage. Some of it was my mom, mentors. Mm-hmm. Um, not all of them as as big of losses as my mom and miscarriages, but still 12 in four years. 
And it was a real like shift of I had to deal with it. Uh-huh. And, you know, being the one that wants to run from pain as a seven and then doing a deep dive. I could I could relate to what you were saying about managing your expectations so that the high wasn't as high so the low wouldn't feel as low. Yes. Because I think since then, like I feel like I'm very self-protective. I think it's about self-protection. Mm-hmm. I for me too. Yeah. 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 And wanting to yeah, manage my expectations so that even though there's this pain I want to run from, <laughs> trying to manage so my lows aren't as low. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So what has that looked like to step toward joy? joy? Yeah. You know, I, very practically, when I notice a lift in my soul, a lift mm. in my spirit, that I let it be a lift. Mm. You know, I, I, I'm actually paying attention to those little lifts during the day and um, noticing the places that are places of what I would name as joy and mm-hmm. happiness and like, oh, I'm, I'm celebrating that. Mm-hmm. I'm celebrating whatever that gift is, um, whatever even the feeling of lightness and happiness. It's my willingness now when I go to aerobic classes Mm -hmm. and they play the 1970s music which is my music (laughs) to sing along and Mm -hmm. to smile and to just enjoy the moment and forget about where my feet and my arms are going (laughs) (laughs) and just enter into it like a child and Mm -hmm. you know for me it's been just that shift of letting it be and going okay I'm not going to be afraid I'm not going to be afraid Mm -hmm. of going a little bit higher Mm -hmm. okay well you know, I'll be able to, if I go low, it'll be okay. And God is there with me in the low. Mm-hmm. But I'm, I'm will, I feel more willing. And I, I actually feel happier. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's more a smile on my face and uh, uh, kind of a lilt or mm-hmm. in my walk. <laughs> <laughs> but it, yeah, it comes from, I'm like, oh, I, you know, again, the confession place of, I was really very tangibly pushing away mm. joy, mm-hmm. you know, the celebration of, you know, our, what God has for us. And I, you know, as it connects to the story of, of Christmas, of Advent and the Annunciation, you know, the place where the angel comes and brings these good news to the Virgin Mary, mm-hmm. to Mary, the girl, and she's, you know, I would imagine both scared and full of wonder mm-hmm. and longing and, you know, she says, how can this be? Right. <laughs> and all this sort of stuff. And then she begins this, you know, she says yes. And from that place of yes, there's this song that wells up in her soul mm-hmm. of, you know, of singing praise to God. And I, I think that tangible place of our yes to God brings joy. You know, I'm mm-hmm. like, what is what is that essential nature of the joy? And especially as it connects to the story of the Annunciation and Mary's yes. I think it's Mary's yes. Mm-hmm. You know, it's that yes that brings that opening. And it doesn't mean that there won't be sorrow because there's a you know, little right. prophecy mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. that in that unfolding of that narrative that there will be a piercing of her heart. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't negate the joy. Right, and so it's the both and, mm-hmm. and so the yes, I'm like, 
for me, saying yes. I'm going to say yes to joy. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm going to say yes to all of life, you know, is really what it is. But The fullness. The fullness. And Mary said yes. Yes to the fullness. I don't know what this is. This will be. I don't know. How, how can this be? <laughs> how can this happen? <laughs> right. What's going on here? But she said yes. And in that, joy came. Something I've been realizing this year, I think more than other years, is how all the words of Advent are connected. Mm-hmm. I mean, when we talked about peace last week, there was there was a connection of peace and joy uh-huh. and, and hope and joy. I mean, Mary, when the prophecy is given, there's this hope uh-huh. of what will come. Yes. And the joy is a part of that. Yes. So because Advent is your favorite, I'm just going to tap your knowledge. <laughs> so, I mean, is that something that you've looked into before or thought about or pondered how all four of these words are connected? You know, I I actually have not um, studied the interconnection other than when you sit in the stories or in the scriptures that are identified with each of those words, you know, mm-hmm. for years. You know, it's kind of for years. Mm -hmm. It is all together. They're all interwoven. They're all interwoven into the story of Mm -hmm. Jesus's coming. They Mm -hmm. all describe something about that intrinsic nature of the promised one who is arriving. Not only, you know, that in for that time, but will come again. And that brings peace and brings hope and brings joy and Mm -hmm. brings love. Mm -hmm. You know, they're all, I mean, they're all beautiful words. But yes, they're all they're all intrinsic to what Advent is about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and when you experience them, I feel like there's usually it's not just joy. No, it's it, not just peace. No, it's oh, not just hope. No, it's not just love. No, no, they're all always together. And it's mm-hmm. you know, I when I was thinking about talking about this, I was reminded of um, the movie Inside Out mm. and joy. The cartoon. One yeah, with the, the animated. Yeah, yes. I love that one. <laughs> Because <laughs> I'm like, oh, what what are those places in you know our culture that talk about joy? And you know, joy is Riley. That's the main little girl's. Mm-hmm. You know, she is kind of the the driver of the show. She's kind right. of the cheerleader. Always kind of happy go lucky, mm-hmm. and you know, making things, trying to make things right. But she has to be in the course of the movie. You mm-hmm. know, kind of balanced out with all the other emotions. Well, and she tries to keep sadness Away. at bay. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Wants her to stop touching the orbs of the memories. Yes. Stop it, stop it, stop it. So, but yeah, all that just say they're all they're all needed. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not just one. They're all needed. So, if you're like always high on the ceiling that well that you have to have all of the emotions, all the affections, mm-hmm. you know, the soul at work together to create a full and whole life yeah yeah well and spoiler alert i want to i'm going to say more about the movie um because joy keeps tries to keep sadness at bay but there's this really beautiful point when riley is Mm -hmm. getting older and it's Mm -hmm. not all about joy anymore and when joy the character in her head realizes the richness Mm -hmm. of what sadness does in in a memory yeah like i think the memory is Riley is hurt and her parents are comforting her. And Uh there was this really beautiful moment that sadness was a big part of that brought the relationship closer. Yeah, that connection. Right. Yeah. 
which I think is, you know, as we're talking about the tension of joy and yeah. sadness, yeah, that you, it's like Good Friday. It's like Easter without yeah, Good Friday. Correct. Yeah. 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 It doesn't make sense. No. Yeah. Mm-mm. And a lot of people try to do Easter without Good Friday. <laughs> right. Whole another topic. But. Yeah. <laughs> and another church season. Yes, another church season. <laughs> we can talk about that some other time. <laughs> So you have some quotes that you brought with you, and I kept seeing C.S. Lewis yes. pop up. Yeah, because, you know, he's he has a particular understanding of joy that is a little bit, oh, I, I think more nuanced mm-hmm. than just a feeling of happiness. Because mm-hmm. he really connects it with the, um, the longing, which I think is a the longing that we feel in our hearts, which is also a very Advent sort of theme, that longing and desire and Mm -hmm. ache and waiting. And so here's one quote that he describes joy. And he says, joy, that sharp, wonderful stab of longing, Mm. has a little lilt, musical lightness to it. It is deft. He's very thick in his words. <laughs> it produces longing that weighs heavy on the heart, but it does so with precision and coordination. It dashes in with the agility of a hummingbird claiming its nectar from the flower and then zips away. It pricks, then vanishes, leaving a wake of mystery and longing behind it. Mm-hmm. And he goes on and he says, it jumps under one's ribs and tickles down one's back and makes one forget meals and keeps one delightedly sleepless and oh nights. It shocks one awake when the other puts one to sleep. My private table is one second of joy. My private table is one second of joy is worth 12 hours of pleasure. Mm. I think you really quite agree with me. So he has he has this, like, he sees joy as uh, connected to longing because... It doesn't last. Like, mm, you know, that mm-hmm. pure sense, that essence of joy. It's not just happy, oh, yay, yay, that's mm-hmm. good. But like that deep down sense of... From you know, your core. From your core mm-hmm. is fleeting. But the the thing about joy for C.S. Lewis is that it connects with longing for more. And he connects it. You know, he has the whole um, description of how he came to know Jesus and mm-hmm. that sense suit that he longing was such a driver in his own story in terms of his seeking for God and so he connects that sense of longing mm. with joy that it's it's there it's real and then it leaves you wanting more <laughs> <laughs> so but he he seems at least from I'm not a C.S. Lewis scholar by any means but he is open to it and it it fuels his pursuit of God, which mm-hmm. again I think ties with the Annunciation story—the yes part. Mm. You know, it really, it it's that yes to God that it's like oh, that fills that the soul, the the deep down places. So, say a little bit more about that, about the the uh, what when you say yes, mm-hmm. and are you saying that you experience joy in that moment of saying yes? Or in when you step out into the yes? You know, I, that's a good question. I think it is in the place of the yes makes the opening Mm. for the joy to come. Okay. So 
yeah. kind of like the permission. Yeah. Like it actually, the yes, yeah, creates the opening for the joy to come. So Mary said yes, and Jesus, you know, she was, mm-hmm. she carried Jesus, mm-hmm. you know, so it's, yeah, I don't, it's a very, that's a very good question. <laughs> How do you think that works? <laughs> I don't know because I, I agree with uh, that joy and and happiness and happy feelings uh-huh. can get muddled together. Yeah. That they're it, that it's the same. Uh-huh. But I appreciate what you're saying about the tension of saying yes to God, mm-hmm. and I think there is that surge of. The risk. I mean, there was yeah. huge risk oh, for her. Yes, yes. So there's that surge of, oh my gosh, I'm going to do this. Yeah, a little adrenaline right. rush. <laughs> and then when you're walking it out, yeah. and I'm just preaching to myself right now, <laughs> when you're walking it out, that there will be times when you think, are you is this really what God asked me to do? Correct. Am I really going the yeah. way that he wanted me to do? Because it's not looking like what I thought it was going to yeah. look like. It's, um, you know, trying to balance the success, mm-hmm. you know, when things don't feel successful. And even then, that's another topic. How are you <laughs> defining success? Because he has an upside down kingdom. Right. So I think it's both. I think it's that that adrenaline, that uh-huh. that surge when you say, Oh my goodness, I'm going to do this. Uh-huh. And then there's the actual taking step toward it. Uh-huh. And probably again like that adrenaline kind of feeling. Yeah. But then even when it's hard mm-hmm. to choose joy. Mm-hmm. To choose to say no, I'm going to keep going. Yeah. It's hard. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to keep stepping toward. Yeah. I'm going to keep stepping toward what he's calling me to. Or, and or, I'm going to keep stepping toward him. Yeah. Even when life is not turning out like I right. thought it would. Yeah. Because I don't think it ever does. No. <laughs> I mean, there are moments where it's better, you know, the right. whole Ephesians 3.20. But mostly I think it's, really, Lord, this is not what I thought I signed up for. <laughs> yeah. It, because our vision is so small. You right, know, we only see in part. Yeah, I read uh, Jonathan Merritt's book uh-huh. as well, and actually he was a guest a few weeks yes, on the podcast. But he, what I appreciated about his book too is that it gives flexibility uh-huh. to the meaning of words. Uh-huh. Um, not that they don't have any meaning, but it, like yes. to flex. Yes. So that God is. So when I think about God is good. Mm-hmm. Mm, well, he doesn't always feel good. Things don't feel good. So what does that mean uh-huh. that God is good? Right. And I think having a right understanding of that too, like of God's goodness, that there can be and maybe and maybe it's the tension. It's the tension of God is good. Bad things happen. Mm-hmm. There's joy mm-hmm. even when bad things happen. Are happening or joy amidst the suffering, mm. you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, joy amidst the suffering. I I'm doing a clinical pastoral education unit at a care center in the Twin Cities, and I work with a number of residents who are in real places of suffering. And I, you know, the the place of 
getting to know them and being able to be with them as people and not just see, you know, not, not just see the, the suffering, mm-hmm. you know, where are the places that are, that I'm connecting with them and where's the places that are real, you know, that they experience joy. And can I, as the person who is with them, you know, create space? Can I even expect, mm-hmm. you know, there's a kind of a, a, a brain game that I can I can do when I'm with somebody with suffering like there's no and I'm like no God is God is here so mm-hmm. let's 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 find let's find God together in this mm-hmm. moment so what is that place that you can connect with God where where's the place that is you know way beyond your circumstance here that we can go together and so I, you know I I can. I can even dismiss that not only in myself, but I can not expect it in somebody mm-hmm. else. Mm-hmm. And so it, that can get in the way. Right. That can really get in the way. We can find joy in deep places of suffering. We can watch for those glimmers of light and yes. And yeah. Yeah. I, after my mom passed away, a good friend of mine said, watch for God, look for him because uh-huh. he will show up, Yeah, but he might show up in small ways. And if you're not looking, yeah. you might miss it. Yes. Yes. And I would have, if yeah. she hadn't told me right. to look for him. Right. Yeah. Cause I think when we're in places of suffering or grief or darkness, I mean that, I mean, we, we, it's, we're, we can be so overwhelmed by that for very good reasons mm-hmm. that we can miss where God is coming mm-hmm. you know where is God coming and um, not that it has to be a lot of work because I think God in those seasons is working <laughs> probably yeah. more hard mm-hmm. and you know hello I'm here mm-hmm. no I'm here hi well, I'm here well the I feel like the hard in it <laughs> is like stilling yourself uh-huh. long enough yeah to hear it yeah and to maybe be open to mm-hmm. that God's here too right yeah yeah and like what you said Maybe I'm putting words in your mouth. Giving yourself permission yeah. to, because at least with grief, it can feel um, like to feel to feel joy or to have joy after my mom died. Uh huh. It can feel like you're be, like betraying, be, yes, betraying them. Yeah. To feel happy in the yeah. midst of oh, yeah. grief, yeah, can feel like a betrayal to the yes. person who's gone. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or maybe even a betrayal of what you're going through. Yeah gets all twisted up mm-hmm. yeah yeah but to still ourselves mm-hmm. long enough yeah and i like to what you said about making space yeah making space and allowing god to move yep is there anything about joy that we haven't or any quote or anything that you want to make sure we talk about uh, well i think for myself i didn't know that i was pushing it joy away mm. so i i think the the waking up to that even the thinking that that's a possibility in our lives is a really good thing to think about mm-hmm. and to reflect on, especially as we go into this right. Advent season. Well, I just really, it was Jonathan's book that did that. Yeah. Well, that just came out too. So this yes. is really a new yes. new thing. Sorry, oh, I, that yes, didn't, no, this it's is, all coming together this now. Is, <laughs> for me, this is all very new. new. Yeah, very, okay. very new. I'm doing this. And and I when we, I preached it, that sermon at Abby Way, there was people came up to me afterwards that I do that too. Mm. So I know I'm not alone. Right, no. <laughs> so for all you who are listening, I know you're out there. <laughs> right. <laughs> Come on, the journey of joy. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Yeah. And I, I mean, I can identify with it, with trying to manage my expectations yeah. so I'm not disappointed. Yeah. We do that. Mm-hmm. There's reasons. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Mine is control issues, but... <laughs> Well, the question I've been asking all my guests in Advent okay. is, do you have a favorite Christmas tradition or Christmas memory? Ah, I grew up with an Advent wreath on our mm. um, dining room table. And even though we don't religiously light a candle every time we sit down to a meal just because of schedules and that sort of thing, it is used on a regular basis, and it is a place of deep memory and connection, mm-hmm. both with my childhood, my family, with my mom, with my dad, but also my kids when they were small, and mm-hmm. now my grandkids. I, I have it out on my table, and my granddaughter was over this weekend, and she said, can we light the candles yet? And I said, well, we're recording this before Advent starts. So I said, no, actually we can't. And she's like, why? Because it's not Advent yet. Mm-hmm. And so just even instilling the tradition with grandkids and being able to tell the story and why we why we wait, why we mm-hmm. learn about waiting. Mm-hmm. Um, my husband and I... If you, oh, my gosh, and that's such an important lesson. Oh, my gosh, yes. <laughs> oh, yes. Slow, slow down. My husband and I, a few years ago, um, had the opportunity to go to Germany to see the Christmas markets, to mm. visit the Christmas markets. Mm-hmm during the month of December. And if you ever have an opportunity to do that, it's just a beautiful time of year to be over in Germany and Austria and just be able to see the Christmas markets. But there's Advent wreaths all over the place. Mm -hmm. They even have an Advent wreath on the news broadcasts. I mean, they have, yes, they do Advent. They really do Advent. Even It's just a part of the culture. It's part of the culture, Mm -hmm. yeah. It was just like, I'm in heaven. <laughs> There's Advent wreaths all over the place everywhere you go. That in nativities, you know, mm-hmm. it's all over the place. But yeah, that place deeply connected with my own, mm. you know, making space. I think I was, as a child, I was, that was instilled. We wait. Mm-hmm. You know, this Christmas isn't just about the presents and mm-hmm. the tree and all that sort of We actually enter into the story of Jesus is coming in a different sort of way. And so the darkness of the you know, the night and the candles being lit and the prayers being said and do one thing after another until everything's, you know, all four candles are lit on the table. It's just, yeah, that's a special memory for me. Yeah, we didn't grow up, I grew up German Lutheran. Ah. And so Advent was something that we did at church, uh-huh. but not as much at home. home. Okay. But it was definitely a part of the church year uh-huh. and the season leading up. Uh-huh. to Christmas. And so it's something that I've wanted to incorporate more. I mean, as you were talking about the memory with your family and the memories that you have with your yeah. children and now your grandchildren. Yeah. Yeah. We do Advent in my family, my husband and my kids, uh-huh. because because I think it's so valuable. Yeah. Because I think otherwise you could jump. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You could jump to Easter without Good Friday. Yes. Without the waiting. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, yeah, I think it's a really, it's a wonderful season of the year for a world that is so busy and so, you know, immediate, press a button and mm-hmm. you can get a package delivered on your <laughs> front <laughs> steps. Everything. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You just slow down and you let the season be the season and 
let the story be the story. And you enter into that longing and, and waiting for Jesus to come in fullness. And But you anticipate with joy mm-hmm. through that time, but also experiencing it now. Well, thank you so much for oh, coming you're welcome. on. This, this has been, been wonderful. This has been really great. Thank you. Come on down to my side of town and we'll have a swinging sign. Oh, Merry Christmas. Let's share some cheer tonight. Thank you for joining us today at the table. Any information mentioned in the show or things we talked about can be found in the show notes. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe. Or if you've already subscribed, please leave a review so that others can find us too. If you want to keep up on what's happening with Retreat House, you can find us on all the social medias at at Retreat House Podcast. If you want to keep up with what's happening with me, you can find me at at Angie Smith MN. We'll see you next week at the Retreat House Podcast. And so this Christmas, I hope you'll take the time to come on down to my side of town, because you're a friend of mine.